Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there's an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, implements, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Adam Shine, NFL.com, wrote an article titled Nine Bubble Teams I Love, Like, and Loathe. He loves the Texans, Colts, and Packers. He likes the Rams and Bills. He loathes the Saints, Seahawks, Steelers, and Chargers. Where does that leave the Broncos? Nowhere on his list. And I was very surprised that the Broncos are a bubble team. They are actually in the standings ahead of the Bills. They are ahead of the Chargers in the AFC. Yet, how is how are the Broncos not on the list? I, it's a good question. Because they are an intriguing story, to say the least, well, having yeah. won five of their last six, and you can make the case their trajectory is going up, unlike some other teams where their trajectory is going down. Yeah. Well, he didn't include the uh, – did he include the Bengals on that list? No, but no. I, w- I wouldn't include the Bengals either with Joe Burrow out. Yeah, fair enough. But and the, the, and their conference record is putrid. But the Browns are 7-5. and five. They weren't on that list either. See, the Browns, I'd be curious to know where he'd put them. No quarterback. Yeah. Right? No quarterback. No. No. Great defense. You could make the case because of their defense, you can say he loves them. You can say because without the quarterback, maybe he just likes them. Without the quarterback, you can say he loathes them. Ah, loathe. You could put them in any one of those categories, and quite frankly, I think the Broncos could fit nicely in any of those categories, depending on how you want to argue it. There's a pretty good drop-off from love, like, and then loathe. I mean, all for the sake of alliteration, I get it, but isn't there a kind of a gray area in there between like and loathe what i what i don't understand is why did you only pick 19 right there are plenty of more bubble teams than that well of course there are yes Uh, the bills i don't understand i don't understand how you can like the bills looking at their schedule moving forward yeah their schedule is a buzzsaw seriously so let's look at who they play for the remainder of the season and you're putting like on them they Go to the Chiefs on Sunday. Then they're home against the Cowboys. Chargers, they still have Justin Herbert. Patriots, I get. And then they're on the road against the Dolphins. Now, maybe the Dolphins have something lined up. And they can't move in the seed they're in. Tua doesn't play. Hill doesn't play. We'll wait to see how all of that unfolds. By the way, uh, Mike McDaniel was asked about being the number one seed. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, let me know when this becomes a 13-game season and I'll be excited. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Or a 12-game season, whatever And, and by the way, the Bills are 1-4 and four on the road. They play two of those games in very difficult places, Miami right. and Kansas City. So, I, I, look, I mean, I, I, I hear you. Uh, to me, the, the, the top side, the top side for the Bills is 9-8. and eight, Right? For me. I would think. I, I think that Three and two is probably their ceiling with the schedule that they have remaining. 
you know, it is the NFL and you never know. I mean, the Bills, the Bills and the Chargers are two of those kinds of teams, right? Like for me anyway, you're never surprised when they have an explosion. Even even with the Chargers coming off a 6-0 game last week in New England, you still kind of hold your breath a little bit because they've just got good people. Now, they don't have a good head coach, and they don't have a particularly good defense, but they can still score points. So, I don't know. There are some teams that are just a little less definable than others. I did think it interesting that they had that uh, Shine had the Chargers on his list at five and seven. Five and seven. Five and seven. Yeah, but then then he writes, "I loathe them because they play the Broncos twice." And do you really think they're going to sweep the Broncos? Do you really think the Broncos are going to sweep them? No. Well, well if they don't, yeah. it's been a fun run. Yeah. Unless you expect them to go to Detroit and win, not well, to mention... I, that's not the, likely. But here's the other thing. You lose to the Chargers, that's a conference game. That is going to be and a, a tiebreak. game, right? Yeah. Well, division game doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a conference game that matters because that is second to head-to-head. Mm. Yeah. No, Broncos got to go 4-1 and one and... Where would you put the Broncos? Love, like, or loathe? I would probably put them on the back end of like and it would be barely, if you're only going to give me those categories. But wait a minute. I'm not going to loathe. I mean, he likes the Bills, so you're putting them behind the Bills? That's the back end of like. Oh, I'm not putting them in any order. I'm just saying I I think that I like. That's kind of how I I I don't like. I like. Is that kind of like two teenagers dating and because they don't want to use the word love? I really like you. No, that's that's we're really, talking. Really like you. That's we're talking now. Or is that Sally Field at the Oscars? You like me. You no. really, really like me. No, I've been. Told- that's a really old reference that Alex is saying. A, who is Sally Field? And B, what the hell are you talking about at the Oscars? We're talking. Do you even know who Sally Field is? No idea. Oh no idea. God. What a generational gap that is. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I mean. It's okay not to know who Sally Field is. I but, mean, not everybody knows the Flying Nun. Not everybody knows the Flying Nun, well, damn it. The Flying Nun was a TV show. I'm talking about her movies. Cannonball Run? Oh, please. You're really, you're really going to... <laughs> listen, everybody, for the most part, has made bad movies, but if we're being completely but honest... Norma Ray's solid, so, and that's well, what she won the uh, the, the, no, the Heisman for, right? The, the Heisman? Yeah, that's I, I said that on purpose. Right. Well, I mean, if we're being completely honest here, if you're on the same marquee as Dom DeLuise... Chances are it wasn't going to be a very good he movie. Was, he's a damn, he was a damn funny dude, though. He Dom was? Lewis, I thought he was pretty funny. Really? Go back and watch some of his stuff with Carson. Do you know who Johnny Carson is? No? Yes, I know Johnny okay. Carson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you you got to know Johnny Carson. Ed, I was vacationing in Malibu. <laughs> not bad. Not great, but right. not bad. Karnak. Okay, where were we? We're, we're going to go. The pro- Chargers. We can go to break. No. We have we have Cody coming up. He has more insightful things to say than both of us combined. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, you asked me about the Broncos. I don't think there's a category that's good for the Broncos. I think it would be somewhere between like and loathe. 
Because they got to go probably four and one. I, I, when you look at not probably, breaks. I think they definitely need to go to four and one. And and how realistic is that? Yeah. Fair question. Yeah. I don't think a win in Detroit is likely, but was a win in Buffalo likely? You never know. You never know. They're capable, but we'll see. Coming up after the break, how does uh, Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider, feel about the game against the Chargers? A game in Los Angeles, and I don't believe the Broncos have won in Los Angeles. No, they haven't won in SoFi. Right. Well, we they're all 0 for SoFi. Chargers and Rams both. Well, especially when you include that Christmas Day oh massacre. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. The worst Christmas of my life. Of your life. Of my life. Of your life. Of my Quite life. A statement. Yeah, because I, I would never be able to say this is the worst Hanukkah of my life. Then again, I have eight days to choose from. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal when you got eight days to make a holiday decent. Because chances are you got more, you got some better days in there that can overweigh, what do you say, your tolerance of family? No, I, I love my family. <laughs> I know, but I'm but, saying my immediate family was a bit challenging growing up in that house. <laughs> and my therapist knows all about it. I just think it's great that you use the term, <laughs> no, that will you tolerate our family. I, I just, I just get it. That Listen, to me is a, a chuckle moment. Well, at the end of the day, you can choose your friends. You don't choose your family. Yes, there it, is truth. To it that. depends on, in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, immediate families, immediate families, different than extended family. No question. Right. Right. So I agree. Anyway, also, what does Cody think about the Broncos and their good fortune of injury of injury? Right. Right. So with that, how would the Broncos look? If they were in the same situation as the Browns and the Steelers and the Colts and the Jaguars, how would you be feeling about the Broncos if they were dealing with the same injuries as those teams? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Today, there was an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, you can spice up your night any night you want to. Get on over to Nola Jane in Lodo, authentic Cajun cuisine. Every time I go in there, no matter what, they know what I want even before I sit down. Andouille sausage gumbo, dirty rice. But that's just the starter. That's not the meal. That's just the starter. They have six different po'boys, soft-shell crab, shrimp, too many great ones to count. But they do have six outstanding ones. Now, if you're going to go to a game at Ball Arena, Nuggets, Avs, go see a concert there, this is the place to pre-party. It's about a five-minute walk. They're right off of Market Street. So get on over there, pre-game. They have a great happy hour, 11 a.m. until 5, so you can pretty much cross that off your list. And then they have a late-night menu following the game. 
the food is so much better. The atmosphere is so much better at Nola Jane than it is at Ball Arena when it comes to food and drinks. You can't get a hurricane at Ball Arena, but you can get one, and they're actually better than the ones at Patty O'Brien's down in New Orleans, and I've wow. had both, okay? Head on over to Nola Jane and Loda. They're so stinking good. Great place to eat, drink, party like it is Mardi Gras. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Cody Rourke. He is our Broncos insider, joins us every Wednesday on the show. And don't forget to check out his podcast, Good uh, Good Morning Broncos. You can check that out at you on YouTube at 9 o'clock. With that, good morning. How are you, Cody? I'm good. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. Uh, Bruce and I talked about it at the beginning of the show. And I've been talking about this for weeks, and I know that I'm beating this drum, and who knows, I might be the only one beating this drum. The Broncos are playing much better football to their credit. They have won five of their last six games. But they have had the good fortune of teams that you rarely see in the NFL, and that is health. Let's look at the teams that they are chasing. What would the Broncos look like without Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton? That's what the Jaguars are looking at, looking at right now without Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. Houston Texans, they just lost their best wide receiver in Tank Dell. Pull Cortland Sutton out of the lineup. Cleveland, they don't have their quarterback. They also don't have Nick Chubb. Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't have their quarterback. Not that he was very good to begin with in Kenny Pickett. Indianapolis Colts lost their starting quarterback. Now they don't have Jonathan Taylor. Take Wilson and Javante off the roster. What does it say about the construction of this roster that they are in the mix with all of those teams that I just mentioned? They can't A, pull away, but B, they're behind some of those teams when they have full health and those other teams are dealing with significant injuries at really important positions. Yeah, I say, you know, Denver's in a good spot. I mean, the opportunity is in front of them right now. You know, unfortunately, you have to hope that there's some help when it comes to those other teams ahead of them. But the situations for those teams currently with those injuries that you mentioned gives them the opportunity to really take control of things. And that, that means that they got to go into L.A. this week and they got to win. And look, the Chargers are in a very interesting point. They don't know Joey Bosa. They do have Khalil Mack, who's obviously the sack leader right now in the NFL. Uh, no Mike Williams, that's a big blow for the Chargers and their offense. Keenan Allen is their top leading receiver. And the next guy is not even 800 yards. You know, the, next, the, the gap is 800 yards between Keenan Allen and the next receiving guy. And that guy's, you know, just had his 21-day window activated from IR. And then uh, Denver's just got to get back to just playing complimentary football. And look, the offense is going to have to be much better. I talked about it yesterday on MileHighSports.com. I wrote a piece saying if Denver is looking to make a playoff run, the offense can't do what they've been doing. I mean, 0 for 11 on third down, that's inexcusable. And the crazy thing about it, most of those third downs weren't third and longs. They were third and short, third and medium, and they still couldn't pick them up. And the formula, if they could open up the game against Houston, punting four straight times, open up the second half with two straight punts, and then also have three possessions where there's a turnover and still have a chance to win that game, that's crazy to think about. So Denver's offense isn't playing good, and they, they're not playing up to the standard in which they can. 
And that they haven't played their best football yet. But if they can get there, they can certainly go on another run here. They're very capable of doing that. But they, they definitely have some deficiencies that they're going to have to overcome offensively, I think, if they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs and win some games here. Although the offense is the conundrum here because I think that we can all agree that defensively they generally have a group that they can win with. So you've got to find more points in this offense. They have run the ball fairly well during the course of the season, but they don't have a lot of dynamic play in the ground game. It, 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 it's, a, it's an arduous kind of you know play-by-play, three, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of running attack. And they have not shown any ability at this point, anyway, Code, to Code. to diversify Code. And, Code. and to work the passing game downfield. They're, they're very one-dimensional in that Cortland Sutton is their guy, and that's it. There's really not much. I mean, they did look at Marvin Mims a couple of times downfield. So where does this offense evolve quickly? in the last five games that it hasn't been able to evolve in the last 12? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, I think a lot of it is there's no, there's no tight end. <laughs> there's no, no tight, tight end, end right? at all. Yep. No Jerry Judy element. I mean, it's very rare we see them even involve Jerry, which is, you know, a frustrating pain point as well. They did hit the wheel on the out and up that, you know, was a big 41, 45-yard gain down the left sideline. But then all of a sudden, you know, there, there's times where Russ is missing him. And even Sean Payton said that. Sean Payton talked about it in his Monday conference call with us that, you know, there's two or three plays where like, oh, man, like he's open. Like, you know, he's wide open. There's no one near him. That, I think, is a little bit frustrating to see. And obviously he's got a relationship with Cortland Sutton. And obviously they have great rapport. But you have to spread the ball out to other guys as well. And Denver simply just doesn't have that dynamic of their offense. So I'd say they're very one-dimensional on top of that. We're talking with Cody Rourke. He's our Broncos insider. You can catch him on milehighsports.com. Coming up at the top of the hour, you can catch out his podcast, uh, Good Morning Broncos, on YouTube. I want to uh, piggyback on what Bruce just asked. As Sean Payton evaluates Russell Wilson, and I think it's a fluid situation as we head into next year, and I know we still have more games to play, we can look at the numbers and we can look at the wins. And I think, I don't want to call that lazy analysis, but I would say there's far more to that. When you look at Russell Wilson and bringing up what you just brought up, he is not spotting Jerry Judy wide open. To me, that is not a numbers thing. That is a, ooh, that's concerning to me. When I look at Russell Wilson run with the ball, I see him running east-west as much as I see him climbing the pocket and running north-south. When I watch him throw a deep ball to Marvin Mims, It concerns me that a 35-year-old quarterback, and it's understandable he doesn't have the same arm strength, but that should have been a touchdown. And he's underthrown many other balls this season. So with those three things, when Peyton looks at all that stuff, is that what he is looking at when he evaluates for next season? Because I can't imagine it's just going to be stats. Yeah, no, I think you really have to look at, you know, is the overall operation. I think for the most part, Peyton's been pleased with some things. But, I mean, the overall lack of passing production, and obviously when the run game's not going, look, and they can't, they can't effectively run the ball to the outside either. So teams are like, okay, hey, we're going to try to run inside. We'll try to shut that down. 
they don't throw anything really past 10 yards. They'll take a couple shots here and there, but most of the passes are at behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. And that's just a hard thing. I don't know if that's not sustainable, right? Now we've been talking about this for weeks. Like Denver has to open things up because the way that they're doing it isn't sustainable for, you know, if you're going to make a playoff run, you're going to have to be able to put up points. You're going to have to be able to throw it downfield. You're going to have to take shots. You're going to have to have balance. And they simply have just kind of been one dimensional there. I think that there will probably be a big conversation at the end of the season. There might have already there might already be conversations right now, but Denver's going to have to figure out what they're going to do because even when Denver was on their one and five start, there were conversations as if okay, hey, is is Denver going to move on from Russell Wilson after this year because of the fact that you know March his contract kicks in another I think it's thirty eight million guaranteed or whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, you know, now you're in a situation where it's like the next two years, the contract's going to be very, very tough to get out of from a financial standpoint. Denver has to decide and figure out here, is Russell Wilson going to be the best option for them in the next three or four years? Because look, Sean Payton, he's got four more years after this on his contract. Is Sean Payton going to tie his legacy or the rest of his, you know, part of his contract to, you know, Russell Wilson? Does he believe that he can turn it around and air it out? I think that's, going to have to be something we have to figure out if it gets answered here this year. Hmm. Uh, let's be specific to this weekend and the challenges of going to Los Angeles and facing Justin Herbert and the Chargers. There's a lot of things in motion with that franchise right now, um, not the least of which is Brandon Staley, obviously, and his future. How locked in do you see the Chargers right now? Uh, it's very tough to get a gauge on this team because they're inconsistent. And look, so much of it, their offense is not Justin Herbert's fault this year. I mean, Justin Herbert, guys, they went and they got Clinton Johnson, and he's struggling with drops left and right. right. And he's not even right. he's not even their third leading receiver. I think their third leading receiver is I don't I think it's Guyton. I might or somebody else. I might, I don't know who it is, but it's not Johnston. He's not in the mix. Palmer's their second leading receiver. Keenan Allen got eleven hundred yards this season. Gerald Everett's a very you know a tight end that can hurt you the way that Brevin Jordan did this past week against the Texans. Um, you know, for me, I think so much of their struggles is they're giving up a lot of yards through the air defensively under Brandon Staley. They're one game back from Denver right now, and they're just one of the weirdest teams right now in the NFL. I honestly don't know what the story is. They don't turn the ball over that much, but they're they have a losing record. And part of that, I think, is on Brandon Staley's defense. I think that I saw something on Twitter made me laugh this weekend. I mean, obviously, they won 6 nothing over the Patriots this past week, and both those field goals, those six points came in the second quarter. I, I read something somebody posted out there, like Brandon Staley might be the only NFL head coach in history to get fired after winning 6-0. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're such a Wait, wait, say it again. Team. Wait, say it again. They said that uh, Brandon Staley might be the only coach in NFL history who will get fired after winning a game six nothing. Oh, I, th- I thought you said going six and zero because oh, no. Josh winning McDaniels six. went six and zero. Yeah, we know how that one went. Yeah, but, sure. Um, do. <laughs> they're they're just a weird team. I have no idea yeah. how to how to summarize them this season. This is a they're they're going to be a tough challenge for Denver though. I know that. So Denver's going to have to bring their A game on the road here. Hey, Cody, really appreciate your time. We'll see you out of Broncos later on today. All right, appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Cody. Coming up after the break, when Darian Hagan announced that he was going to San Diego State, it set off a firestorm on Twitter. Why is Darian Hagan leaving? What does this say about what Deion Sanders is doing with the program? Why is Darian Hagan so unhappy? Is something going on at CU? 
There's a lot more to that. After a bunch of conversations I had yesterday, I will share with you the insight about why Deering Hagen left. That's next. See the thorn twist in your side. I'll wait for you. Slide of hand. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there's an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, Darren Hagen leaving Colorado. Uh, He'd been the running backs coach for many years. He had been with a lot of different coaches on this team since 2005. Deion Sanders comes to town and bang, Darren Hagen is no longer on the field teaching football. He was demoted to executive director uh, and community engagement of outreach and being a football ambassador as well. With that, Hagen is a buff lifer. Uh, were you surprised that he left? And this set off a firestorm on Twitter. People are like, what the hell's wrong with uh, Deion Sanders and the program? And why is Hagen leaving? Why would he leave a program he loves so much? Didn't give much thought to it, but no, it really didn't surprise me. I mean, you go to places where you can have opportunities to do what you have passion for. Darian Hagen is a guy that wants to teach and wants to coach and he wasn't going to do that obviously at the university of colorado i think that Deion sanders kept him in theory on staff because he is darian hagan but clearly did not think enough of him as a coach because he is no longer a coach now we can finally get back into coaching generally speaking that's why he left but why is his ass chapped from the people that i talked to i believe that hagan doesn't believe that Deion Sanders respects or acknowledges the history of this program, specifically when you talk about what they did for an eight-year stretch, including a national championship. I don't think many of the players on that team even know the fight song. For a lot of guys who played at Colorado, they take pride in that fight song. I think that he is essentially talking about Sanders erased the past to start his own traditions. But I don't mean just, er- I mean, erased it and has ignored it. And for a guy like Darian Hagen, who is a lifer through and through, who has lived there for nearly 20 years, I think that bothers him a lot because he has been there. I know that there are former players that have soured a little bit on Deion Sanders and all the bravado and more sizzle than steak. But at the end of the day, those players are willing to forgive that as long as the team are as long as the team is winning. I don't care what you think about their tradition. As long as you are starting your own tradition of winning, 
couple ignoring the history shoulder to shoulder. The Colorado Buffaloes program will not be entrusted to the timid or the weak. I believe a Bill McCartney saying when all of that stuff is completely shelved and put up in the attic in a box that is taped tightly and then you're not winning. I think that pisses off more than a few former buffs. And I think that was probably Hagen's biggest problem with Deion Sanders. And he didn't want to be around to see his history ignored. Well, wish him the best of luck at San Diego State. Because that's where he's going to finish. He'll be back. Maybe. He'll be back. I mean, I have I have confidence that we'll we'll see him again. It's obviously not a fit for him right now. Um, there is a certain amount of latitude that you have to give a new coaching staff coming in. You can agree or disagree with the way that they're doing it. I certainly understand that, depending on your point of view. Um, but for guys like Darian Hagan, um, he wants to... He wants to be part of something that he can contribute to. And the best place for him to do that now is San Diego State. It's too bad because... But but part of the story is he joined a guy who was demoted, who was disrespected by Deion Sanders, and now Hagen feels disrespected by Deion Sanders, and he joins Lewis. Well, I mean, there's just a yeah. lot. There, no, are, there are a you. lot of things that are kind of coming together. Be careful what you ask for. What do you mean? You gave this guy the keys to the kingdom. You're talking about Dion. I'm talking about Dion. Yeah. And so, and you got to ride with it. You're going to ride with it. And there are going to be, there have probably already, there have been plenty of things that have been very palatable. In fact, that have tasted really good. As long as you win. It's been really good going down. But you got to win. But you got to win. Period. You got to win. I have said from the end of this season to where we are now, next season is far more interesting for me watching and following Colorado football than last season was. Last season was going to be a honeymoon regardless. And it ended up four and eight. But you know what? There's no bloom off the rose yet. There may be for some people. A couple of petals may have dropped. Okay, that's fine. But really, the proof is going to be in this season. How much do they progress from a relevance and competitiveness? No, not even relevance, because they're more relevant now. But from a competitive standpoint, how much do you progress? And the answer to that question is going to be, whether or not this thing is moving in the right direction. This is the key year for me. Deion Sanders, because of who he is, he brought a lot of excitement right off the hop. So much, in fact, uh, ESPN showed their spring game, right? Right. And then everybody wanted to be a part of it. The Rock and Little Wayne, and you have college game day. And everybody, 60 minutes. sure, and we get it. The difference between last season and this season is this. Deion Sanders got all of those things because he is Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. This year, he's going to have to earn it with wins and more wins. No one's showing up, meaning big national outlets, unless you start the season 3-0 and or 4-0, and or you show that you're a really good football team. I mean, we saw cracks game three against 
Colorado State. Oh, yeah. Warning flags. No question. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? The Jaguars dodged a bullet with the Trevor Lawrence injury news, and a name you guys are familiar with will be Texas A&M's offensive coordinator. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman today. There was an auction for government fleet vehicles, including pickups, SUVs, transit buses, school buses, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. And, of course, the auction is open at rollerauction.com. In the meantime, I love telling you about Castle Rock Men's Health. You can find them in Castle Rock or Aurora when it comes to my health. I take that seriously like a lot of people. If you're going to take your health seriously, you need to work with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. I found out in my first visit with him how good of a decision that I made because he doesn't just treat me like an invoice. He treats me like someone that he really cares about, and I believe it is genuine, unlike so many other chop shops out there that claim to do what Castle Rock Men's Health does, but they don't do. With that, Dr. Lee, good morning. How are you? Hey, Eric, Bruce, how you guys doing? Good. We are doing great. Um, there are so many chop shops out there that say, hey, come on in. And you know that person is going to be prescribed testosterone right off the hop, no matter how high their testosterone level is going to be. What makes your process that I have experienced so different than everybody else? Well, uh, first of all, as always, thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, really love what you guys are doing. Um, so the deal here is that there's a couple of issues. First of all, <clears throat> the problem with what we're calling the chop shops is their protocols, they're trying to put everyone into one basket. And, and by the way, I've been treated at these places, so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, they essentially just try to take everyone north of a 1,000 on their testosterone because they feel like if we do that, then 90% of everybody will be happy. But you, I take an approach where I look at your protein binding and you, just you, the patient, and where you need to be, you may only need to go to 600. So if, we, if this chop shop took you to 1,000, you're going to get acne, you're going to be overly aggressive, your blood pressure is going to go crazy, you're going to make too much blood, et cetera, et cetera. So first of all is a personalized approach. Secondly is we always stress um, lifestyle modifications. And furthermore, to our financial detriment, can we get you optimized without you needing us? 
see, that's a priority for us as well, because I know that with the sands of time, if I treat you like a human, if I treat you well, if I treat you with love, when you actually need it, I know where you're coming back. But if you don't need it today, I'm not forcing it on you. The other thing is, is that these chop shops that I refer to them as give you testosterone. At Castle Rock Men's Health, it is full body health. It is everything. And to me, really, that is the difference between going to you and everybody else. And that's how I feel that you have treated me because we've gone over so many different panels. You need this, you need this, let's help you here, so on and so forth. There, it's just, here's some testosterone, hope it works out for you. No, that's the truth. And, you know, we we do, we offer uh, dietary counseling, supplement counseling. We actually work out with our clients. We go every Tuesday, Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Everybody's welcome. Everyone's invited. Uh, we work out together and lift weights. We do hair restoration with genetic testing. We do erectile dysfunction reversal where we have Gaines wave treatments and inject stem cells, PRP. We've got a lot of offerings, uh, and these are all the things that matter to us guys. I don't want you relying. You can't go to a death care doctor that works with the medical industrial complex and think they're going to really respond to what really matters to you. We're a bunch of, you know, I'll call it middle-aged guys. Right. <laughs> we do have women, but uh, we know what matters. Erections matter. Sleep matters. Food matters. Working out matters. These are the things that matter to us. Erections matter to you? Absolutely. My brother. man. I, I don't know what, what I'm doing on this planet if I'm not using that thing. <laughs> this is the guy you want to work with. Oh, we should change the name from Castle Rock Men's Health to Erections Matter in Castle Rock Aurora. <laughs> How do people find you? Oh, brother, we our phone number is 720-524-8949, and we're at www.castlerockmenshealth.com. And much love. Thanks for your time. Thanks for everybody out there listening. Really appreciate it. Dr. Lee, you are awesome. I know that I'll be seeing you, I believe, for another checkup. I think it's in January, February. I look forward to seeing you soon. Nothing but my pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen. See you, pal. Time Thank now you. for the uh, final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, Trevor Lawrence's injury turned out to be a high ankle sprain, and he will not miss significant time. Uh, Doug Peterson wouldn't put a timetable on his recovery, but also didn't rule him out for this week. Hmm. Also said it wasn't season-ending, so that's good. Uh, C.J. Beathard, as you guys said, will start at quarterback while Lawrence nurses this high ankle sprain. Uh, any thoughts on the Jaguars dodging a bullet with this injury news? Well, 
yeah, depending on how quickly he gets back and how quickly he gets back effectively, high ankle sprains are the worst kind of ankle sprains. and Because you're in between surgery and letting it uh, heal. Right, and it takes traditionally the longest to get back to a place of stability. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I, thinking about a high ankle sprain within six days of the time you last played doesn't seem realistic to me, but maybe there are things that are are out there uh, that have advanced the recuperative powers of people faster. This is what I found interesting about Trevor Lawrence's injury, where he wasn't carted off the field. No. He was helped off the field. Then he was helped through the tunnel. No cart, by the way. In a state that has probably more golf carts than people, you would think they had they would have had something available. Maybe for that him. was his call, you know? I don't know. No. Yeah. Having sprained my ankle about fifteen times. Oh man, that is that's about a bad that's a bad injury, man, when you sprain your ankle. Mm, that was good. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials. And today, uh today. They are having their anniversary sale. Happy anniversary, Argonaut Wine and Liquor. 15% off all 750 milliliter bottles and larger. 20% off of all wine. 2% off, excuse me, $2 off all 12 packs of beer. The holidays are coming up. Hey, you're going to be doing so much shopping for groceries and family comes over. Let Argonaut take care of the liquor for you. They can deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over $200 is free. And you can order on their app as well. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, find them off of Colfax. And with that, see why Westward calls them the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Guys, fantastic job today. Nigel and Alex, outstanding as always. Same with you, Bruce. I will see you later today at Broncos. Make it the best possible day you can.